All right, all right. Welcome back to the Libraries and Weight Rooms podcast. My name is DJ Ligori, and today we are on episode number 26. So we are officially halfway through my initial idea of creating this Libraries and Weight Rooms podcast, releasing one episode a week for one consecutive year. And today what I thought about doing was I wanted to review our halfway point. To those of you who have stuck with me, to those of you who are just new to this episode, uh, first off, I just want to you know give a thank you to to anybody who has listened to this, who anybody who has uh, been a guest on the show, and to anybody who has kind of come up to me, whether in a social setting or reached out to me, and said that they enjoyed uh, what I'm putting out here. I, I really put a lot of time into this. This is something that's very passionate to me, making uh, progress from both a mental and a physical uh, standpoint. And I think if you can harness both of those areas of your life, you will produce endless amounts of happiness, joy, and success. And that's really my my goal with this podcast. So thank you guys so much for all the support. And I uh, I plan on keeping to keep, keeping this momentum going uh, into the later years, uh, days of 2022. So what I want to do today is recap the first 26 episodes because one of the things that I'm trying to do a better job of, and I'm actually doing this today is reflecting on what I've learned. So when I've gotten into this uh, self-improvement industry, one of the things that I was really good at is I was really good at absorbing knowledge and heightening my awareness in different areas and then even taking action on some of these important pieces that I thought were going to be to, to really help me create a result that I wanted. And like, for example, one of the things was starting this podcast. You know, it was uh, it was scary. It was uncomfortable. It was something where People would definitely have an opportunity to, to judge me and to create uh, whatever perception they wanted about me, but I thought it was just something important that could help other people live their life uh, from a more empowering standpoint, from both a mental and a physical uh, perspective. One of the things, though, that I don't think I've done a great job of is really reflect on what I've learned over the past month, two, three months, whatever it might be. So, because I think a lot of the times I get stuck in this progress oriented mindset where, uh, as the way that my, my coach, Kim Johnson says the warrior phase where you just want to take action. You want to, you know, complete things. You want to keep going, keep moving forward. And I kind of need a, you need to take a step back sometimes and reflect on what you've actually learned and understand these pieces that can make your life better. And so this is something that I'm actually doing today. I'm actually taking about four or five different areas of my life and I'm reflecting on them for about a total of maybe an hour or so to basically say, all right, what have I learned and how can I start to really incorporate this into my life even more than I I may already be doing so. And so today what I wanted to do is basically just go back over the past 26 episodes and just highlight like the, the important piece that I was trying to communicate to the audience. So the first one was obviously just the pilot that basically explained my idea behind the libraries and weight rooms, uh, culture and this podcast. And so you know, the moments in my life where I had chosen to think the wrong thoughts, I'd maybe chosen to think that I was less than or chosen to believe that my friends had figured something out that I hadn't. The areas in my life where I felt like I got out of that funk was in a library or in a weight room. And I associated both of those areas with progress, with happiness, with joy from both a mental and a physical standpoint. So that's really the idea behind libraries and weight rooms is making consistent progress in both of those areas. And that's my goal with with this podcast. And so the uh, second episode was, do you really want a million dollars? This is where I highlighted, uh, I believe his name was Brad Lay, how he said, if I gave you a million dollars and you couldn't wake up tomorrow, do you still want it? 
and everybody said no. And it basically highlighted just how valuable each day was. It was actually worth more than a million dollars to us. And I think we even went so far to say, if I gave you a billion dollars, would you want it today if you couldn't wake up tomorrow? And, and, you, and you still say no. So it really, it, it brought, hit on that point of trading expectation for appreciation, really being grateful for the things that you have, the simplicities of life that we might take for granted. You know, hot water, cold water, clothes, a roof over our head, good friends, good food to eat, uh, a car, a job, uh, the opportunity to be educated, uh, the internet, if you use it in the right way, and social media, even if you use it in the right way. So there's so many things around us that we can be super grateful for if we just take a step back and actually realize uh, how appreciative we are of it. So the uh, third episode was on the seven secrets to solving stress. This was something that I created uh, based upon my own personal daily habits. I researched uh, a couple different high-level thinkers in this world, and I basically tried to mimic the things that they did. So I did some things that like Tony Robbins did. I did some things that uh, Christian Simpson, he's a a uh, high-end business coach as well, and basically just started to re, uh, research what do high-end uh, elite athletes do every day. And some of the things involved in this were like meditation or reading, being very conscious of what you're eating. And so basically I created this program that it was seven secrets to solving your stress because all of these areas ended up really reducing the stress and anxiety that I felt in, in a, from a daily uh, experience. So I highly recommend doing the seven secrets to solving stress. You can actually do it for free. Uh, it's right in you can go to our website and it's right in the first opt-in. You can opt-in right for the in right for the seven secrets to solving stress program and it gets sent right to your email. And I actually, this is actually the first time that I'm announcing this. I am writing a book right now and it's an ebook. I plan on just rolling it out as an ebook and it's basically highlighting this podcast. This podcast is going to be called the Libraries and Weight Rooms ebook. And what it does is It'll be a 52, 52 pages, and it'll basically outline each one of these episodes. So, so for example, like page 11 will outline podcast number 11. Page 15 will outline uh, podcast number 15. And so it's like a visual representation instead of an audio representation that a, a podcast would be. And so the third page in that is also going to be the seven secrets to solving stress. So once that is released... Uh, which will be in a which will be coming up soon once I find some time to finish the first uh, the first couple sections of it that will uh, you guys will be able to download that and you can go through these seven secrets to solving stress number four social anxiety let's talk about it social anxiety is something that a lot of people experience and I think the the reason that we experience that's that anxiety piece is because when we are in a social setting we are giving up we are giving the opportunity to be judged, no matter if it's a good judgment or if it's a bad judgment. And since our brains are rooted in survival, they're really here just to protect us, we are always assuming that people might be thinking something bad about us. And it's our job to try and reframe that belief that it's never as bad as it seems. And people really, I mean, and this might be hard to, to hear, people really are not as interested in us as we think they are in us. And because of that, that drives us crazy sometimes thinking, oh, what do they have on me that I don't know? Or what are they going to surprise me about that's going to take me off guard? So social anxiety is really reframing the idea of other people's perception or perceptions around you. Number five, find yourself by yourself, the importance of solitude. This is something that is so important to me. I love being by myself. At the same time, I also love being with my friends and family. 
there has to be a balance of that of that solitude versus that social or connection uh, orientation of your life. And I highly recommend everybody, if it's on a weekly basis, if it's on a monthly basis, make sure you block out some time to be by yourself. It's so important to let your thoughts just kind of chill out. You know, a great thing that I always like to say, what do you think about when you have nothing to think about? You find out these answers when you're in solitude. Go for a walk by yourself. Listen to some light music. Maybe even don't listen to any music at all. So importance of solitude, it really grounds you in who you are and it really shows you what, you, uh, what you're interested in, depending upon where your mind goes. Number six, the brain has rules. So this outlined, I believe it was 10 rules that our brain lived by. Number one rule was survival. It, our, our brain is, is, was created to literally keep us alive. <laughs> it was created to help us survive and literally stay alive. So that's something that I think we can all, if we can all get a better understanding of that, I think we can really understand why we feel certain ways, like why we feel anxiety and stress. It's really our brain trying to protect us. That's really what it is. And I believe the second rule was actually physical movement. And so this connected beautifully with the libraries and weight rooms mentality, the importance of physical movement. You know, physically moving reduces stress, exercise, all of that meditate or uh, excuse me, yoga, running, cardio, everything. Physical movement is literally like healing your mind and your body all in one one action. I highly recommend if you're not physically moving on a daily basis, start doing it as soon as humanly possible. Research something that's going to get you off the couch, that's going to get you out into the open and moving. Exercise, whatever it might be, it will change your life and it will make you feel better. And when you feel better, excuse me, it'll make you look better too. When you look better, you then feel better and then it's it's you know, that's the upward spiral at that point. Get out, go move. Number seven, the importance of habits. This uh, was, a, uh, I think, initially brought to my mind when I was in a mastermind group. And one of the individuals said that he was at a luncheon where all the people were millionaires around him. And he said, what are they doing that I'm not? And the leader of this mastermind said they have habits that they do on a consistent basis that produce the outcome that they want. And so... I started reading more into like the power of habits. One of the books that I have, uh, it's called Smarter, Faster, Better. And it was the author of it actually wrote a book, I believe, on the power of habit, uh, something along those lines. And habits are so important, especially good habits, because they produce a certain reward. All right. So both a bad habit and a good habit produce a certain reward. Think about it. If you do a good habit every day, so say maybe you drink a gallon of water a day, you're super, you're hydrated for the day. If you smoke, cigarettes, that's a bad habit, but you're producing the reward of, of a certain feeling of that, of that addiction being craved or being, uh, being fulfilled. And habits on a daily basis, this is kind of like the compound, compound effect, they add up over time. So if you do a certain habit for a year, it's going to produce a huge result in your life just for 365 days. So that's a very important thing that high performing individuals do. They are really, really deliberate about the habits that they do every single day. Number eight, when will I be enough? This is a very important question that we ask a lot of our, our mastermind members and a question that we ask ourselves a lot. You know, when will I be enough? Well, that's a tough way to, to, to kind of frame your life. And what if you reframed that to, I am enough right now, always have been enough and always will be enough. It sounds a lot more empowering. And up to this moment, has everything kind of turned out the way that you, you kind of were planning? No. 
All right, our, our lives go in wild directions, but has it all been kind of good? Has it all been kind of okay? The majority of the time, yes. It, it will always be all right if we just kind of keep moving forward because we, we're, we're wired to figure things out as we go. So when will I be enough? You are enough. You always have it enough, always will be enough. And excuse me, always have it enough, always will be enough moving forward. It's a very, very empowering statement. Number nine, a girl in Miami. This one was uh, for my my good friend Brianna McDonald. She gave me an awesome insight into talking bad about people when they were not there to defend themselves. We typically do this for two reasons. We do this to connect with other people because the majority of people do this in order to feel superior because we all have our own battles and we all want to feel like we're doing okay, like we're still all right. And we do this out of superiority and connection. All right, so those are the two main reasons that we would talk bad about someone if they're not there to defend themselves. And once we start to really become more conscious of this, we'll actually start to notice it more in other people. And it'll start to feel weird just based upon how much we're actually seeing it. Number 10, we had our first guest on the show, Sarah Salib. We talked about mental fitness and controlling our emotions. And this is something that is very important to uh, Acres of Diamonds as a whole because one of the things we teach people on is mental fitness. Mental fitness is basically your ability to handle the waves of life. All right. Think about physical fitness as our ability to handle weight, you know, the actual movement of, of a dumbbell or of a, of a barbell, whatever it might be. Phys- or, uh, mental fitness is our ability to handle stress, anxiety, fear, uh, different fi- difficult financial situ- situations, difficult relationship situations, whatever it might be. That is what mental fitness is. And Sarah and I had a, a great conversation on that and also controlling your emotions because your emotions dictate a lot of the way that you feel. The healthy deviant, number 11, time to get pissed off. I, this is one of, my, one of my favorites because I think once you adopt this type of thinking, you stop relying on other people's opinions of you and you start basically creating your life instead of consuming it. I think we live in a, in an, a day and age where the majority of people very high percentage live with stress, anxiety, and fear on a daily basis. And when you become that one person that learns how to manage it and learns how to basically take control of the way that you feel in your, in your thoughts and your emotions, you then break away from that, that majority. Now, breaking away from that majority will cause people to say you're different or think you're weird. Are you okay with that? Is that enough of, is, is that important enough to you to where you're going to continue to keep doing it? because of the way that it makes you feel, because of the outcomes that you're, you're having in your life. I believe the stat in this, uh, in this podcast was out of 100 people, 99 of them were unhappy and unhealthy. So that leaves one person to be that healthy deviant. And if you are that one person, then good for you. Keep doing it because you're, you are closer to helping more people <laughs> break away from uh, that stress and anxiety they feel on a daily basis. Number 12, my Uncle Larry. Uh, this was one that uh, I, I did a little tribute for my uncle Larry, who passed away a couple years ago, and we talked about uh, a little bit more of a, a gratitude piece. Uh, I think one of the things that people said that they remembered from this episode was my uncle had a Porsche 911 that was in his garage, and he couldn't drive it uh, because of his condition at that time. And it was basically just this beautiful, probably hundred thousand dollar car that was just sitting there. And I remember my father and I had a really cool moment where we realized just how important our health was and just how important it was to be aware of, of, uh, you know, what you feed your body, what you feed your mind, because in the end, how much would you pay for your health? And 
I, I really saw that with my uncle Larry. So I wanted to communicate that to the listeners. Number 13, patience is power. Uh, I got this idea from a good buddy of mine, Chris Marciano, where we talked about how so many of us have plans after college to go into a certain uh, field and those plans get get skewed. They get changed a little bit. And oftentimes we think, man, I, I had this all figured out. And then it changed rapidly. And that can be very overwhelming if you're not fully ready to uh, address your current reality and then get ready to continue to, to make more progress. And a big piece of that is patience. We have to be patient with the way things roll out. I know I've struggled with this before in uh, not only growing a, a business, Acres of Diamonds, but also growing myself and you know wanting things to happen faster. But patience is so much more powerful than we believe because it, it's kind of like, I think there was a story, The Vein of Gold, where this gold miner was digging for gold and he stopped like at, I don't know, like a hundred feet. And then this one, uh, and, and he said, oh, there's no gold here, whatever left. And then there was another miner that came in and dug one more foot and found all this gold. If he was just patient enough to just keep going, then he would have found the gold. So patience is power. Number 14, 10 questions to change your life. Love this one because questions are the key to finding more answers. Think of our brain like Google. The better search we give it, the better answers we find. This is something too that I've uh, I've studied in a lot of the kind of like the entrepreneur uh, groups that I'm a part of. They talk about the level it, based upon the questions you are willing to be asked or ask yourself will reflect the results that you have in your life. So in this one, I outlined 10 really important questions to kind of heighten that awareness uh, regarding the results that you have in your life. Number 15, the mind garden. Uh, this one was re revolved around the positive and negative thoughts that we give attention to in our mind. Think about a garden. Whatever you water will grow. Think about your mind. Whatever you focus on will grow. So let's try our best to focus on the positive thoughts that come into our mind. Number 16, put down the McDonald's. <laughs> I love that I named it that. Uh, this one talked about the enteric nervous system, which is all part of our digestional, our digestive tract. And basically the food that you eat dictates the way that you feel. So I connected this to, you know, when you eat McDonald's, you feel really good in the moment because it's delicious. But then 10 minutes later, you feel like shit. That's because your brain and your gut are, are talking to each other. So be aware of the food that you feed your body. It literally makes you feel a certain way. Number 17, I had my two best buds on, Tyler Updike and Dante Giordano. We talked about the dad bod. And I will have to say with this one, we were a little nervous going into this one because we wanted to be respectful. But at the same time, we wanted to kind of, uh, we wanted to communicate the different ideas around it, the different opinions, the different facts. And after this, we released this episode, we, have a, we had a bunch of people, both males and females, reach out to us. And some females said they loved the dad bod. Some females said they, they hated the dad bod. And same with males. Some males were like, oh, I've been rocking the dad bod for 10 years. It's been doing me good. <laughs> I'm like, you know, if that's your life, then I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, be you. But if there's a, a point in your life where you want to change, then you can. And, it's, uh, and we kind of wanted, wanted to communicate that uh, in that episode. Number 18, do you believe in yourself? This one was inspired by the Polar Express. And uh, it really just boiled down to how much belief do you have in yourself? If you don't believe in yourself, then that's the first step to not, not getting what you want. Uh, we have to kind of do small things in order to build up that belief 
to then start really achieving those big goals. And, uh, and that's a very, it's a huge critical piece to achieving anything is first believing in, in who you are. And I, I think that's super, very important. Number 19, the anti-fragility mentality, the key to keep fighting. This one talked about, I believe it was resilient, fragile, and anti-fragile uh, mindset. Basically, the concept behind this was, do obstacles make you stronger? Do they break you down? And really tough people, really, I would say the uh, kind of like the 1% of the, of the world today, we see obstacles and we go towards them because we know that we're going to be stronger on the other side and we're going to be more prepared based upon achieving that obstacle. Number 20 was the Jordan Challenge, which by the time you guys listen to this, we will be about two weeks away from the Jordan Challenge. This was a uh, this is the 4x4x48 challenge that was created by David Goggins. Uh, so on March 4th at 8 p.m., you have to run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. A part of the challenge was you raise money for charity, and we decided to give all of the money to our good friend Jordan Ott, who was diagnosed with breast cancer this past summer. And so we have a team of about 15 people who's going to attack that. I'm looking out my window right now, and there is about two to three feet of snow on the ground. So we might be doing that in the snow, <laughs> running 48 miles in the snow. We might be running in the middle of the road. I don't know, but we're going to figure it out, and we're going to do it for Jordan. So uh, looking forward to that in a, in a couple of weeks. Number 21, what are you protecting? This one was really a spur of the moment podcast. I was listening to a uh, individual, his name was Trip Lanier. And he talked about how when you're in a coaching session, so I've been, I've been fortunate enough to have like some one-on-one -on -one clients and some group coaching clients. And one of the things that I guess I never really thought of was everybody's protecting something. They might have some moments of their life that they don't want to get out, or they might have some insecurities that they haven't fully faced yet. And once we get to that point of realizing, all right, here's the two to three things that I'm protecting, and this is why they're holding me back. You basically are releasing those chains from, uh, from your life progress. You're understanding these moments or these people or these scenarios that might have been a burden to you, but now we're going to use them as fuel and we're going to use them as a, uh, as a catalyst towards making more progress in your life. So that was, that was a, a pretty interesting episode. Number 22, the real story, Acres of Diamonds. I did this specifically on episode number 22 because that is a very important number to my father and I. And we basically talked uh, on this episode, I talked about the real story, Acres of Diamonds, and how we, we named this business after the inherent belief that everybody has greatness within them. And that greatness is often covered up by social media, by maybe teachers, parents, coaches, uh, basically the, the systems that we've been told, this is what you have to do in order to, to achieve happiness and success. And, and none of it is true. You know, we are the ultimate creators of our life. And Think about who you were when you were a little kid and how creative you were and ambitious you were and how much fun you had in life. You know, we can't rely on the excuse, oh, but then life happened. No, screw that. Life happened and everything got better. And that's the way that we want Acres of Diamonds to, to, to help support people in that realm. You know, Acres of Diamonds is not a positive thinking business. You know, depression and suicide, it's tough to talk about positivity when you are in those types of of headspaces. And so what we really want to do is meet people where they are, help them reframe their thinking and then produce more of what they want. And so that's the, uh, that was number 22, the real story, acres of diamonds. Number 23, visualize your life. This was, uh, inspired from a visualization exercise I did in a, in a mastermind group that brought me to tears, <laughs> basically thinking about, uh, something that you really wanted in your life. And then involving the binaural beats that really spurred your mind into those 
it almost felt like a euphoric type of feel. Uh, like, like you were really thinking about what you were going to be like in one to two to five to 10 years. And so it hit on the uh, importance of visualization and the three things you should visualize each day. Visualize a piece of gratitude, visualize a, something that you want, and then visualize love in your life. Those three areas are a great way to start out your day. Number 24, the life eulogy. This was something that was inspired uh, by a couple people around me who were uh, probably close to the, uh, the last moments of their life and some people who had passed away. And it really, it, it taught me that we have to make sure that while people are still with us, we tell them how important they were to us because time is very, very finite and it's very precious. And when we are given the opportunity to tell someone thank you or to, to notify them of the impact that they had on our lives, we need to do that because it can make someone's day so quickly. And I always said, if you want to make an impact on somebody else, tell them how much of an impact they've made on you. So that was the life eulogy. Then the last one, uh, this past, uh, past week, we released uh, number 25, Derek Milgate and I, we talked about meditation and perception. Derek outlined his incredible journey with Acres of Diamonds so far. And uh, we talked about how meditation is not an Indian man floating above the Himalayas. <laughs> it's, uh, it's much more than that. And it's about really slowing your life down and really becoming much more aware of your thoughts and how they're dictating how you feel and how you act and the perception that you have around who you are or the perception that you have around meditation. And perception is really everything. Really changing the way that you look at anything can make you feel a certain way and can make you act a certain way. And so that, that was an awesome, awesome episode. I, I think Derek and I got really, uh, we got very uh, motivated into that content. So, all right, everybody, I wanted to just give that recap of the first 26 episodes. And uh, my, my goal with the Libraries and Weightrooms podcast is, was to do an episode a week for 52 weeks. And that was the exact same uh, goal as well with the Acres of Diamonds TikTok channel. Uh, basically, the TikTok channel is just outlining these videos in a quick maybe minute to two minute video. So if you haven't followed that account too, you can. If you want to see my mug instead of listen to my voice, <laughs> you, can, uh, you can do that right on TikTok. TikTok, just uh, underscore Acres of Diamonds. And I do that on Thursdays and then the, the podcast is typically released on Tuesdays. So thank you guys so much for listening today. Um, I'm looking forward to another 26 to wrap up this year. So everybody have a great week and we'll talk to you guys soon. See you.